BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, it is FMC. I am Jeremy. That is SP3. You hear the birds chirping? Are birds chirping there? Yeah, bird, they they always they always chirp here in the UK. I think I yeah I think I like made this same introduction last week about the birds chirping, and I have number because we have the windows open, and so like they're they're chirping here as well, but it's in my headphones, oh. so I can I can hear that they are chirping. So, oh, the the lovely birds are chirping, which is great. How you it, doing? It buddy? might be it might be my new mic too that I got for my birthday, so it might be that as well. Nice. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Uh, I got a little bit of a sore throat, but I'm working my way through it. Got a lot of content to produce uh, during this whole weekend. It's going to be a crazy weekend, but I'm happy to be here with you. We're on a little bit later, so don't adjust your screens. We're starting a little bit later because Jeremy's a hardworking man, and uh, (sighs) we're here to talk some NBA, a little bit of NHL, maybe some Challenge All-Stars. Absolutely no hockey talk. None. Oh, Caden doesn't pop up in the chat because I'm very depressed about hockey. Uh, d- d- are we here to talk about NBA SV3? The playoffs still suck. We said it last week that the playoffs suck. We're not getting any good games. We got maybe two good games in the last week. The The Golden State comeback in game three was good. That was a yes. fun game. And then whatever game it was with my, I think it was also game three, Miami and Boston, where Miami jumped out to a big lead, but then Jimmy Butler got hurt. And so Boston was able to come back in that one. Like that game was good, but it it, it felt kind of hollow that it was good because Butler got hurt. And then Boston just won the next two in blowouts anyway. Just more blowouts, SV3. Congrats to the Warriors. They won the, the Western Conference, Steph Curry. Actually won a trophy in the playoffs. As predicted by SP3 at the beginning of the playoffs, I said the Warriors would make it to the NBA Finals. Jeremy was still believing in Choke P3 and the Suns. And I said the Dynasty would be back six NBA Finals in eight years. And, you know, as a Laker fan, I will always, you know, hang my hat on the three-peat Lakers of the of 2000 through 2002 probably the the most uh dominating and of uh, fighting against adversity dynasty of all time because our two stars hated each other 
I, of course, knock it off. They hated knock each it other. off. Oh, you had the Bulls. Oh, we were the Bulls. so we so we much against, against us. We only had we only had Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. So and they much hated each other. Us. They hated each other. The greatest duo of all time because they hated each other. This is like that's like so all the adversity. all the tag team champions that have hated each other throughout history. They are all based on Kobe and Shaq. That's what I I hang my hat on. Uh, you know, you had the Bulls dynasty of 91 through 98, six NBA finals, six NBA championships in eight years. You had Boston in the 80s, the Lakers of the 80s, the Showtime Lakers. You had the Boston Celtics of like the 60s, the 70s. But the Lotus State Warriors, honestly, is the most impressive dynasty, six NBA finals in eight in eight years because you know, the Lakers had, like you said, the dominating Shaquille O'Neal, one of the greatest athletes of all time, Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, you know, the Bulls had Michael Jordan, the GOAT, the, the greatest player of all time, one of the best defensive players of all time is Scottie Pippen, one of the greatest uh, rebounders of all time, Dennis Rodman, for the last repeat. Uh, the, you know, the, the Showtime Lakers, they had Magic and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the all-time greatest scorer and the greatest point guard of all time in Magic Johnson. The, the Boston Celtics had Larry Bird, one of the best scorers of all time, you know, in the, in the 60s and 70s. Bill Russell was just playing against a bunch of mechanics and teachers. So the, the man, Golden State Warriors are playing at one of the hardest times in NBA history where there's a lot of parity. There's a lot of different teams that have star players and they don't have outright besides, you know, the, the two championships with Kevin Durant. They don't have anybody that jumps out at you as like a top three, top two player, like all these dynasties that I that I said oh, before. No, yes. Yes. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, but I don't think there's been a time in NBA except for maybe the first two champions, the first two times they went to the NBA finals, where you can honestly say he was the best player in the league or the second best player in the league. Okay, he was the second best player in the league that 2016 season. That's what I said, the first first two. When he he won unanimous. They went to four more NBA finals. Because they added Kevin Durant. That's why they went to four more. They added uh, at least three more. They added Kevin Durant. So, of course, they did. The first one, they won because all all of Cleveland was injured. And so, LeBron could only carry them so much. The second one, I mean, they didn't win the second year. LeBron beat them the second year, the three one. And then they added Kevin Durant. So, of course, they've got three of the greatest shooters and scorers like in NBA today, two of the greatest shooters and scorers in NBA history. Of course, they won titles. This year is probably their most impressive because even like they're older now, they had to actually battle back through some things. People were kind of like writing them off. I do think in our like preview to start this season, we were both very high on the Warriors yeah. because we thought they were going to be healthy. Clay came back. Like they got off to a good start. They got injured, and then they 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 went on a downswing at the end of the season. But they entered the playoffs pretty healthy, and we saw what they did in the playoffs. They they beat they beat Denver, which was a bad matchup for Denver. Uh, they beat Memphis, which Memphis you know gave them a little bit. The jaw injury changed a little bit, but I they were still going to lose that series. Like they just dominated the Mavericks. Like the the games really weren't that competitive. Um, so good on them. Like the Warriors. They're back. 
They they still the thing with the Warriors is they still had their big three. And as long as they got those three, and as long as those three are healthy, they're always going to be in some type of position to succeed. You know, the fact that Jordan Poole emerged, the fact that they utilize Andrew Wiggins the way he needed to be utilized. Uh, and then they just got other role players. Kevon Looney is still there. Kevon Looney, by the way, one of the greatest NBA 2K assets you could ask for. Yes. I pay yes. for this man all the time. He's like 27 years old. And for some reason, they still treat him like he's this emerging prospect and stuff. You could get like a first round pick and then like a 21 year old prospect if you just do Kevon Looney in the in the trade finder. Just he's a great always, asset. Always getting the good trades for Kevon Looney. It, do, it doesn't make any sense. I'm able to get like people like freaking Siakam on the on the Warriors yeah. in 2K without trading Wiggins or or Bull. I could have I could have a team with Siakam Green, uh, the Splash Brothers and Pool. So yeah, I mean I would I would agree with you. This year is the most impressive because they had to deal. You know, Clay was out a full year during the bubble season. Then he was out out. Pretty much uh, all of last year, except for maybe a game or two, and then no, he missed come- all of last. Season. Oh yeah, yeah, he missed all yeah, of missed last, all last season game. as well, and he missed the first half of this season. So to come back to get into shape, and he's really like he's been he hasn't played consistently throughout the playoffs, but when it's a closeout game. That's the guy you want on your team because he seems to be the guy that just Not saves these these Clay Thompson games for the closeout. Thirty two points in Game Five. That was impressive as hell. We all know about Game Six Clay uh, it, against the against the Grizzlies. That's the guy you want, and they have to be considered the favorites. And I absolutely love Draymond Green. Draymond Green. I said it before. I'll say it again. He has a future. He should be one of the highest paid NBA analysts in the game because. He keeps it so real. Did you, did you see the post show when they went no. on with the inside guys? And um, Shaq asked him straight up. He was like, who do you guys want to play? And, you know, Green gives them the typical answer that the NBA players should give. Like, oh, you know, both teams are a threat. Both teams are like this. And it's like Shaq. Shaq was like, uh, Draymond, I know you. Who do you want to play? And he was like, you're asking me who do I want to play? Who do I think we're going to play? We're going to play the Boston Celtics. I was like, only Draymond Green would answer that question. Any other NBA player would tiptoe around that answer. That's why I love Draymond Green. And I do think my prediction, one of my predictions was false. It does look like the Boston Celtics are going to beat the Miami Heat. It does. Um, and I think Makovsky asked, uh, as a Warriors fan, who do we cheer for? Uh, you know, you're going for, for the Warriors? Yeah, kind of pretty much a, a conference rival, division rival. Or do you go for Boston, an all-time rival? What are you doing here? We're not, we're not going for the Boston Celtics, Matthew. <laughs> As a Laker fan, I've always, when the Lakers were struggling and we couldn't make the playoffs, when we had the baby Lakers with D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, the best team to watch and the most entertaining team to watch was the Golden State Warriors. So I have succumbed to the fact that if the Lakers aren't in the playoffs, if the Lakers don't win a championship, I am totally fine with the Golden State Warriors winning the championship. I'm not going to go 
nearly 70 freaking years of having the Boston Celtics be so ahead of us. And we had they played catch up. Kobe Bryant winning five championships. LeBron with his one championship in the bubble. And then two years, and that, that, that ties us with the Boston Celtics all time with 17 championships. And then two years later, the Boston Celtics are going to win the title and get ahead of us again? Hell no! I've been rooting against the Boston Celtics this entire playoffs and it will continue until the Boston Celtics are eliminated, I'm going with the Golden State Warriors over the Boston Celtics in six games. I let's let's go back to the Celtics and Miami real quickly. First off, this this series has sucked. It's been yeah. I expected like a rock fight of a series because both teams are very good defensively. My my issue has been the games just haven't been very good. Like I'm fine if we get like a rock fight, like defensive struggle, but we still get like close games. Like if it's gonna be like 80, 83, I'm sure the basketball is not gonna be good, but at least it's close and you it can come down to like crunch time and you could just see how how it plays out with everything. Not getting close games is just the worst. Like these blowout games are just awful. I don't know what Miami was doing in game five. Like they just they looked out of it. It looks like everybody is injured on that team. Tyler Hero's not playing. Butler's dealing with a leg injury. Kyle Lowry's dealing, I think, with a hamstring injury. Bam has been, he had one good game and then disappeared completely again. Um, it's been a bad series, honestly. It's been a bad series. Boston has looked very good. Boston seems mostly healthy. I know Marcus Smart and Robert Williams are banged up a little bit, but Boston seems mostly mostly healthy i'd like boston to just close it out let's get to boston and golden state i think that'll be the toughest test for golden state it's not that they've had an easy path to the finals you play who's in front of you right but i mean the nuggets they were undermanned i know you're gonna use oh but they had the mvp they had jokic they should have been able to do something they should have i i shut up you're getting muted uh They they were undermanned. The Nuggets never really stood a chance in that series. The Grizzlies, good regular season. I don't think we like fully bought into them in the playoffs. Bain was a little banged up heading into the series, and then Ja got hurt. But the Grizzlies were just they actually matched up like decently well with the Warriors because of their defense. But their their overall scoring was gonna was gonna be tough. And then the Mavericks, fair credit to them for beating the Suns. The Suns completely like choke that series away especially in game seven i mean even game six like they had two chances to close it out and they did it but the mavericks just an undermanned team who they had to take the houston approach to beat them of you need one star to carry you and then you need guys to hit threes and like the warriors have seen that before they knew how to stop that they're like all right we're just gonna play we're just gonna do what we did to houston and look if you guys are gonna knock down your threes like you did for the first half of game three and like you did for for game uh four, cool, great. Like, well, I was it game game two or game three, whichever whichever series or game. It was. Dallas. I think it was game three. Game okay. three was the was the was the game with that Wiggins poster, which we haven't talked about. Oh, oh right, my yeah, God, yeah, that was. Oh yeah. my God, and I'm t- <laughs> this is this was the first time all season that I I was like so mad at the Luca flopping because the, those referees are just so stupid. Like there, there was he did not even touch his face. This dude comes down yeah, off yeah. the dunk and he's like, "Oh, I'm like, oh god, man." Now I understand why Little Wayne hates your guts. Okay, Lucas so good. He's so good. Um, he is, but he needs to stop flopping. Get up, man. You, you're too everybody, good for that. 
everybody in the league needs to stop flopping. Are you kidding me? Everyone in the league needs to stop flopping. That's all this league is built on. There's a bunch of floppers. That's all it is. Uh, Now they're going to get Boston, though. Boston has been, since like the first month, maybe the first month and a half, two months, Boston's been the best team in the league. Their defense is at the top of the league. Their offense is at the top of the league. Like They've been the best team in the league. They, They swept the Nets, which nobody saw coming. Nobody saw them sweeping the nets coming. Uh, they beat the they beat the Bucks. The Bucks were undermanned, but without Middleton, but they still beat the defending champions. They beat the top seed. They've had a tough path. They they are battle tested here, and yeah, they they caught some breaks as well with no real breaks with the Nets outside the Nets just ended up being a mess. But the Nets were healthy. Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons didn't play anyway, so like I'm not using that. But they you know Middleton was hurt that helped them. Miami's a little bit banged up. That helped them. But much like the Warriors, you beat who's in front of you. And when you look at it on paper, they've had a much tougher path. I think Boston's going to throw a lot of things at the Warriors. And the Warriors just haven't seen this playoffs. And I don't think, like, the Warriors are battle-tested. They got smart players. They're they're a very good team. They can go off at any time. The Warriors will make adjustments. It's going to be a fascinating series with who adjusts when and how quickly it, it takes them to get these adjustments and who's able to execute better. Just give me good games is all I care about. Just give me close competitive games. These playoffs have been a drag with these awful basketball games with that end in double digit wins. I'm tired of it. SP three. I, I, I don't even watch. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I barely watch these games because I check like the first half and it's over. At the first yeah. half, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll watch like highlights and see like what one team did well and what one team did awful. But I'm not going to tune into the third and fourth quarter when it's not close because it doesn't matter by that point. It's, it's just awful basketball, and it's a shame because heading into these playoffs, I, I think I said it on the shows like this is shaping up to be like a great playoffs. Like the the Phoenix Suns look like they're in great shape. Like the Warriors are back. the The West looks pretty deep. The East looks really deep with all these teams. Injuries affected some things, but like it's just been an awful playoffs. It feels like the playoffs peaked in the first round. Like the best series, like the playoffs peaked last season. Like, but yeah, the first round. <laughs> no, I no, guess the has first been the, the best. Series. The first round was good. We had Game One with Boston and the Nets, which was arguably one of the best games of the entire playoffs you had all those minnesota and memphis games where memphis came from behind and won late uh you know warriors kind of dominated the nuggets so that was kind of a wash the suns and and pelicans had a couple of close games the the mavs and and utah especially the games without luca those were exciting to watch because i was just amazed by the mavericks just completely dominating uh the utah jazz in game two two in game three of the first round. Uh, you had the the Joel Embiid game winner against Toronto. So, yeah, the first round, like I said, the first round is where these playoffs kind of peaked, and we haven't seen very close a lot of close games since then. The Boston and Milwaukee series, that was good. That had a couple of close games, and it was physical. 
But yeah, the conference, the end of the conference semis into these conference finals, there hasn't been a, a lot of good games. It just hasn't. And especially, I don't know, Boston, man, they're just snake bait when it comes ever since like the end of the Milwaukee series, they have not had a close game. They either get blown out or they blow people out. That's how it is for the Boston Celtics. I I enjoy watching Warriors games only because even if it's a blowout. They're just so good. Like, like, especially that the game, the game five against Dallas, it really wasn't a question as, except for like Luca making a lot of crazy threes in the fourth quarter, which made you think like, oh, Ma- Mavericks might may- make a run here. But every time they got within like eight or 10, the Warriors would score on the other hand and be like, nah, we're shutting this down. We're, we're not, we're not playing with this, but they just play so good together. It's just so fluid how their offense runs and, they kind of took advantage of uh, of the Mavericks kind of being Luka ball dominant. Like they would double him, trap him, get some turnovers. Uh, they had a bunch of turnovers. That was the real key. And the and the fact that the Warriors were just hitting their threes, whether it was Clay, uh, Steph had a bad game. Really, he didn't hit. He didn't really get his fifteen points until late in the game. So he got that- a fake Western Conference Finals MVP because he wasn't the best player in the series. Andrew Wiggins was better than him. Come Andrew on, Wiggins was. was better than him. But they gave it to Steph because they, they felt bad for him and they felt they had to give it to him. He wasn't the best player in this series. He had some good games, you know, the, the night-night shot and everything, but he wasn't the best best player in the series. They had to give him something. He deserves the first ever Magic Johnson. The He gets an award uh, named after the greatest point guard of all time for the second greatest point guard of all time. Steph Curry is it. I don't want to hear this argument anymore. Steph Curry. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Curry is the second greatest point guard of all time and the greatest shooter of all time. People can argue with your mama. It ain't a Chris Paul don't belong in nobody's top five, especially how the Warriors dominated the Mavericks. It made the Phoenix choke job look worse because that's the team. It is a shame. It is a shame that like the Suns just could not find a way to win that series. I think the Suns, based on what we saw in the regular season, I know what happened in the playoffs. Look, they, they blew it. All right. There's no way around that. Based on the regular season, the Suns would have been a better matchup for the Warriors. They had more scoring talent. Their defense was on point for most of the regular season. Like it would have just been a better matchup for for the Warriors and I think it would have been maybe more competitive. I know it's tough to say that, but a lot of it is just matchup based. 
right? Because the, the Grizzlies gave the Warriors a tougher time than the Mavericks. And the Mavericks are in the Western Conference Finals. So you can't say like, oh, well, the Mavericks are a better team than the Grizzlies. But then how, okay, then how the Grizzlies give the Warriors a tougher time? Like it's matchup based. And I think matchup wise, the Suns were going to be a tougher matchup for uh, the Warriors than the, the Mavericks ended up being. Like, the Mavericks beat the Suns. There's nothing you can do about that. It wasn't a competitive Western Conference Finals. And I think if the Suns were there, it would have been more competitive based on the matchups. And the Suns choked it away. They didn't give us what we needed. They're like the Clippers when we were setting up for the Clippers-Lakers in the bubble, and the Clippers decided to choke it away because this is yeah, true. That would have been that would have been a tougher matchup for the Lakers than the Nuggets. But the Clippers just choked it away, and we didn't get the matchup we we should have had in that Western Conference uh, Finals. Just like we didn't get the matchup we should have had in this Western Conference. And, finals. and we're still waiting for the Clippers to make a NBA Finals. We're still we're still waiting. We're, hey, look. Bless them. Maybe next season will be their season. They got into the lottery. We got two and twelve. I, I love. The Yo, I was I was wrong. happy. I was happy for y'all to get that second pick because it's been so many years that y'all yeah like just get out of that top five. Just just getting out of there. Who who do you think you're gonna get at the number uh, two pick? So yeah, we didn't talk about this last week. Um, yeah. I have doubts about Chet Holmgren. I really have like the more I read about him, the more I just like doubt things with him. I think Paolo and Jabari might be more of sure things. Like Chet Ongram seems to have the higher ceiling because he's nearly seven foot, might might even be seven foot, but like he's a center who can dribble like a guard and shoot like a guard. But I do have very big concerns about just how thin he is and just getting banged up in the post and everything. Like I have concerns when it comes to that. Paolo and um Jabari seem like more of sure things can create their own shots. I know I know Ben Charles defense isn't like great. Um but he he's a good playmaker, good scorer. Same thing same thing with Jabari. I think Jabari goes first and then i the thing with okc is you don't know what they're actually doing there's been talks like kings people are saying oh the kings are going to move up to number two and they're going to trade number four and, and and pieces for number two and and get that and then like if you're okc so are you taking Jalen ivy like are you taking another guard we already have shay and giddy that you, doesn't seem like it makes any that. sense yeah, yeah it, that doesn't make any sense to me unless they are like very confident that Houston's going to take Ivy at three. And so you still end up with one of the three bigs. But I don't I don't buy any of that smoke, by the way, because it's all coming from the King side and the King's organization is stupid and they're they're horribly run and they're like they, they shit all the time. So it, it doesn't surprise me that's coming from the King. Nobody knows what, what the Thunder is doing. No one really knows what Sam Presti is doing. It's one of my favorite things on NBA Draft Night Twitter, where Woj has the pick like five minutes before it's in on television, and then it comes to the Thunder pick, and he just doesn't announce it at all. Because he doesn't know. He has no idea what's happening. with. Nobody knows what's <laughs> happening with the Thunder organization. He's waiting and watching on TV like everybody else when it comes to OKC. They don't leak anything. So anything you hear about OKC of, oh, they might trade down. Oh, they're really locked in on this guy. Don't believe none of that shit, all right? Because it's not true. It's absolutely not true when it comes to them. 
Yeah. Uh, but you I, ask me who a, I want, I want like right now, I want Jabari or Venchara. Like that, that's who I I would want. But I'm gonna trust Sam Presti and whatever he does. Yeah, I think I think the Magic are picking Czech Holmgren. Uh one. Really? Yeah, because they always get a big man when they're the number one seed. They got they got Shaquille O'Neal, they got Dwight Howard, and now they're gonna get Chet Holmgren. I I don't know if Chet Holmgren belongs in that pantheon of number one picks from the Orlando Magic, but I think he is gonna be a solid a solid NBA player. He's gonna put on some weight because he has to. I didn't realize he was that thin either like i thought he was a a little bit more stockier uh because of his 2k model when i played the long uh the long association series seasons and i do multiple uh drafts he always looks bigger there but when you actually see him he's very thin so i think he's gonna put on some weight i think he's gonna be impressive in the combine and i think the magic kind of had to take him because he's been described as the generational talent in this draft if i'm if i'm the thunder from what I've seen, you can't go wrong, honestly, with either Jabari Smith or Paolo Banchero. I think Banchero is the better player, but Jabari might be the better fit for y'all. So I think yeah. y'all probably get Jabari. And I think that I think that Houston is going to move on from Christian Wood. So I think they are going to get Paolo Banchero. I, I think Houston, if we could... If we could move to four and still guarantee one of those three, like you kind of got to do it. it. As long as they end up with one of those three, that that's really what matters here. And at two, like they're guaranteed to end up with one of them, right? Like unless they move on to four, but if they move on, they can fleece the Kings. The Kings are dumb as shit. They can fleece them easily. They'll end up, they'll end up with four. They'll end up with Sabonis. And they'll end up with three more first round picks for the next three years. Yeah. Like they'll end up with all of that. And I'm not mad if they end up with like Sabonis and four for, for two because Sabonis, but then, then like it kind of makes a little more sense to go Ivy just because you, you have Sabonis as your big, but I don't know if they really want Sabonis. Sabonis seems like a win now kind of move. And I don't think the team is actually like trying to win now. I still think, they're, I still think they're going to give it one more season. Honestly, I think they're going to give it one more season with everything. And after that, like two seasons from now, you kind of got to go for it. You, the, the clock is ticking on maximizing these young talents and, and their their rookie contracts and everything. Matt Payne says, okay, so you should trade back with Houston, absorb the wall contract, and a few more first. If we could trade two for the wall contract, a first this year, and like or and three – and then like a first next season or something, I take that in a heartbeat. Cause I don't think Houston's going to be good next season either. So that first is going to be pretty good. I'm sure it'd be like lottery protected or something. I think we already have their first next season. Like we've got a lot of their picks anyway, because wh- what do we have from Houston? picks? I think, I think Houston might, they, they also have an option to get uh, Ivy because they can put Ivy with Jalen green. And that's like the back, the backcourt of the future for like years to come, but I really feel like they're, they're moving on from Christian Wood. They're either, uh, isn't he so. a free agent? He's a free agent, right? Uh, I'll, I'll double check. Um, I'm looking yeah, at the draft picks. So, okay, here we go. We've got, do we not? Okay. So we have Houston's in 2024. So that's when the Houston stuff 
starts. So I doubt Houston wants to give up their 2023. I don't think they can because they'd be trading first and like consecutive seasons, the that whole rule, the Stepian rule. Um, so I don't think they can even trade their 2023 and to us. How many picks do you have in 2023? Uh, 2023, we have our own. We have Denver's first, which probably isn't going to be like great. We have, all right, th- this doesn't have like all the protections and stuff. I need like the, the protections that, that have it on here. But there's a good website that like has all of this. And I don't know what that website, I forgot what the website actually is. Um, all right, 2023, we, we've got our own. We've got the Clippers pick, but that pick, that's a pick swap. So if the Clippers are somehow lower than us, we can swap that. So really, we like don't have the Clippers pick because they're probably not going to be lower than us. We have the Nuggets pick, but that's top 14 protected. So you think the Nuggets are going to make the playoffs. That pick will probably transfer, and, and that'll yeah. be fine. And then we have the Wizards pick, which is like the more favorable of of uh, the, the two, which I, again, the, all these protections and stuff confuse the shit out of me. But yeah, these are the I, picks we allegedly have we might have honestly traded some of these picks between now and whenever i'm trying to find again the, that good website that i can't for some reason i do agree with you though y'all got one more season where y'all can kind of just tank it because 2023 is this is the draft it's the draft because there's not one generational talent there's two generational talents in 2023 there's imani bates and there's uh victor Wembiano. Uh, yeah. those, those two, you, you need, I, I hope that you guys get your luck still shines over to 2023, because if you can get a top two pick in that draft, you're guaranteed a generational talent. So hopefully OKC didn't use out all their luck on getting the number two pick this year, where there's, there's three guys who can, you know, Chet is kind of viewed as the generational talent, but I think uh, him, Jabari Smith, and Paolo Banchero, they're going to be all in the running for Rookie of the Year. Of course, they can be other guys that, you know, can can beat them out for it. Uh, you know, Jalen Ivey's really good. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of other guys, uh, that, you know, that are in that conversation too. But I think it's those three bigs that are kind of the 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 guys that everybody's looking at to be the, the standouts from this rookie class. But when Benyamo and Bates, those are two guys that are going to be the faces of the league for like the next 10 years in the next draft. That's, that's what I believe. See the 2023, we really just have our Owen, our Owen, because everything's protected. Like the, the Washington pick is protected. I, I found it by the way. It's uh, realgm.com has the, the good guide to everything. Um, like the, the Washington pick is protected one through 14. So that's not going to transfer uh, unless Washington makes the playoffs. Uh, the, yeah, the, the Clippers is a, is a pick swap. We have Detroit's first round, but that's protected one through 18. So that that's not going to be a lottery pick. Uh, then we have Denver's first round, but that's protected one through 14. So that's not going to be a lottery pick. So really the only pick we have for 2023 that would be lottery would be our own. And that's why I think that I, I think that they'll, they'll let this season play out. Look, if the team is actually good and, and they make noise, they're not going to tank on purpose that they're, they're just, they're just not. Um, but Sam Price, he said it himself. If by the end of the season, 
it's pretty obvious that they ain't making the playoffs. They're not competing for a play-in. They will start to rest guys and they will start to to tank. And I mean, every team does this. It's not like this is not an OKC thing that like, oh, they're, you know, that idiot who's like, they're a black eye on the league. Every team fucking does this. Okay. They do. Yeah. Lakers, Lakers did it. We did it for years after Kobe, after Kobe got hurt, uh, you know, kept getting hurt in his last couple of years, especially with the years where he would get like hurt early on in the season and be out the whole season. We started taking, we started taking, trying to get draft picks for an eventual trade. We didn't get drafts, uh, draft early draft picks to, to groom these players. Cause we're the Los Angeles Lakers. We don't do that type of stuff. Anymore. Trade your picks. <laughs> we LeBron's trade. still mad. They didn't trade this first yet. Wait till the draft. They're going to trade that first. I could see OKC potentially trading number 12 for a, a future draft pick there there should be like some good talent at number 12 but they did this last season with uh sengen when when they like he was on the board and everyone was like oh they can get their big right here and then they traded it for basically like two first round picks like sam presti ain't afraid to kick kick the can down the road a little bit here uh yeah i think next season is kind of a punt for them the season after is when it's like all right you got to start you got to start making moves here and start competing yeah, and there's some good players like later on in the draft. I'm looking at the board right now, like Jalen Durant. He's really good. Yeah, he's been um, everyone really likes him to possibly uh, uh, go to OKC. Which if he's there, yeah. he might he might be taken. Definitely, definitely do that. I would even I would, I could see y'all kind of moving up to ten if he if you if you think the other teams might get him right before twelve. Johnny Davis is really good. Um, Mark Mark Williams from Duke, he's really good. Uh, the kid from Kansas, uh, Oche Oche, he's good. Uh, Ty Ty Washington, uh, you know, late round pick. I can see Lakers kind of trading one of our one of our old dudes for like a maybe a late round pick if uh, any of those guys are still on the board. Sam Press is gonna fleece somebody on draft night. You just know it. Yes, this man's he always does. Fleece he always does. does. Uh, Matt Payne says Woods deal is up after next season with an option. So yeah, I, but I think that, I think they're going to trade him I, either either in the dra- either in the draft or during the off season to get some type of value off of him because they don't plan on re-signing him after the next season. So that's why I say I think they're going to move on, and I think they're more likely they they're the one that's the mystery here. So that's why I don't think it's like a safe idea for the war for the thunder to move down to four because rockets could go either way they can get Jalen ivy and have their backcourt of the future with Jalen green or they can move on from christian wood and get paulo banchero as his as his replacement so yeah i i don't think they're moving to four unless there's like assurances from houston that they're not taking one of the big and even then like are you going to trust what, what Houston is doing. But I, I, I watched a uh, Carolina Panthers confidential of camp confidential, like behind the scenes of the draft. I don't know if you've seen like behind the scenes, like draft stuff, whether like any sport, but these GMs and coaches, like they're calling each other. Like Carolina is yeah. calling New York and New York's picking five. Carolina's picking six. And they're like, Hey, you go in, you know, defense or you going offensive lineman here. And the, the Carolina GM is like, you know, because the Giants had pick five and seven, like you should just go defense here and take your offensive line. Then with number seven, like they're all calling each other, trying to get this information and stuff. So I'm sure Sam Presti might be calling be like, hey, what are you thinking at number three? Like, are you going Ivy? You going one of the bigs? And if he's been told like we're, they're going Ivy, obviously you got to trust them. But if he's been told like, hey, we're I, I think we're leaning towards Ivy, then 
Sam Presti might be like, okay, well, if that's the case, sure, let's let's get number four. Uh, let's let's trade back, and then we'll still get one of the guys that we want. So uh, we shall see. We have Caden here to to talk about some some hockey. Let's flip the penalty box graphic. There we go. There's the penalty box graphic. Caden <laughs> is here. Caden, how are you? I'm so tired. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Oh, this week. This week was a week. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of this. I've, I've had a tough week too, Caden. We're all we're all mourning out here. We're all we're all struggling. We're all struggling out here. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it's been a tough week, buddy. It's been, I feel like it's been a tough week for a lot of people. So I'm sorry it's been a tough week. Well, let's talk a pretty boring week in hockey, because there really was not much that was exciting. Uh, until no, the Battle of well, Alberta was fun. The, the Battle of Alberta was nonsense. yeah, the game last night was interesting. Do you think it was kicking? Um I think if you want to believe it was kicking, then it was kicking, but I don't think it was like actually intentional that Blake Coleman kicked that in. Yeah, they've been allowing redirects and uh, so to give some background cuz I know SP3 is probably extremely confused. <laughs> last night during the Battle of Alberta between Edmonton and Calgary, the game was tied 4-4. Calgary scored a game, uh, scored a goal with about five to six minutes left to take the lead five to four. It was then uh, they had a coach's challenge to review the play because the puck went off of a, uh, a skate into the back of the net. And the NH like throughout this year, the NHL has allowed redirections off of skates. As long as there's not a distinct kicking motion, the, referees and the video challenge in Toronto ruled that there was a distinct kicking motion called back the goal game went to overtime Connor McDavid won it in overtime but Oilers advanced so Calgary did not win because of that call so everybody's kind of debating right now if it was a kick or not I don't think it was a distinct kicking motion which is what you need to like over you need 100% confidence to overturn it so I'm saying that the refs screwed them here yeah, I, I don't I don't think it was the right call. It didn't look very distinct. But again, if you think it was distinct and your mind is made up of like, oh, it was distinct, you can make the argument that it was distinct. Uh, but they called it a good goal. I don't think there was enough evidence to be like get into his mind of what he was trying to do there. Cause it looked like he was it was trying to stop. He was pushed, similar to like Kadri in the Bennington injury. Like mm-hmm. I don't think Kadri had any intention to actually run over Bennington. He was going a different direction. He was trying to stop. He got pushed into him. Shit happens. I think that's sort of what happened with this kicking. Uh, the, so the Battle of Alberta is over. Edmonton won. The Rangers and Hurricane series has kind of sucked. It's, it's been been whatever same as boston every team's just winning at home yeah it's it's weird um and then tampa just swept florida that was like a some good games but the series itself just wasn't competitive because it was a sweep and then nothing else is really happening in hockey so good job kaden thanks for joining us today you want to plug anything (laughs) 10 count wrestling there you you go thanks buddy that was like the quickest version of the penalty box. Well, I mean, the penalty box is only two minutes. I, I you know, sometimes there's five minute majors and, and ten minute misconducts, but nobody actually sits in there. They scored on the power play. All right, they they scored on the power play. Okay, let me get this out. SP three. I know, like, there's like two people who are maybe waiting for my actual like avalanche rant 
and in depression and and whatever people saw my tweets including your fiance on wednesday night i uh, she has to hear it all the time bless her poor soul listening to me (sighs) they're gonna lose this series sp3 they're going to what's the series they were up 3-1 in the series they were up 3-1 at home for game five they were up three nothing in game five they gave up a late goal in the second period to make it 3-1. Fine. 3-1 going into the third period. A a two-goal lead at home. Two-goal lead is often described as the uh, worst lead in hockey because, like, the next goal, the team has the momentum. Like, whoever scores the next goal, like, it doesn't guarantee victory, but that's the team, like, that kind of decides thing. And the Blues got the next goal. And then they scored again with, like, five minutes to go to tie it. Five minutes to go, maybe six, whatever. But like they tie it. So it's 3-3 now. 3-3 after up 3-0 at home. Nathan McKinnon scores one of the prettiest goals you'll ever see. If you if you like Twitter search, Twitter search Nathan McKinnon right now, SP3. Look at this goal, all right? Because it, it's going to be like the one of the top, top things on there. Let me know when you have this pulled up. I know you're not a hockey fan, but you should definitely be able to appreciate it. Just how beautiful this goal is. I'm not a hockey fan, but I am a a Mighty Ducks fan, so I appreciate good hockey. This man went to a one-man flying McKinnon? Yeah. Please spell that. M-A-C-K-I-N-N-O-N. Okay, I see it. Here we go. Oh, and they even have one of the searches is Nathan McKinnon goal. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the... Okay, I see him going down the ice. Oh, oh, oh! That was pretty. Yes. That was that was that was like some some mighty ducks. Just he decided <laughs> that was a hat trick for him. He scored a wow. hat trick off of that goal. Third goal of the game puts them up four three with two forty five remaining. Two forty five sp three. This is a perfect, perfect night. You can't script it better than this. Oh, the Avs can't get out of the second round. Uh, you know, McKinnon, he's not a second round player. He just disappears. He gets a hat trick. He scores one of the greatest goals in playoff history. Certainly the best goal of these playoffs. And, and here they go. They're going to get out of the second round. 245. That's it. They just hold on to this lead. It's over. Yeah. The Blues tie it with 54 seconds remaining. The Blues win it in overtime, like three minutes in on just a harmless looking shot. Our goaltender can't make a save for some reason. I have no idea what happened to Darcy Kemper in the playoffs. He's been trash. Just just like Grubauer last season, just great in the regular season, turns in complete trash in the playoffs. I don't understand it. It just the most maddening thing ever because goaltending decides so much in the playoffs. Losing overtime. It's a 3-2 series. Game six is tonight. We're gonna lose tonight four to one. All right. This is the this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. Blues win four to one. I tweeted this before the series started. They released the schedule. I saw game seven was on Sunday, the same night as double or nothing. And I knew right then and there, this series is going seven and the Blues are going to win in seven because what's the most miserable outcome for me? This is all that matters. The the rest of the world is not affected by these games. Only me, all right? What's the most miserable outcome for me? Having to watch AEW, which is a great show, 
having to watch this, having to work during AEW while also trying to pay attention to game seven between my hockey team. And then what makes it more miserable? My team losing. And then instead of being able to like sulk and cry or go for like a three hour walk, which I love to do after tough losses, I have to keep working. I have to listen to Tony Khan give the same answer three million times to these questions. I don't listen to Tony Khan speak for three hours. I got that's the worst outcome for me to watch my team lose game seven and then still have to work and do a bunch of bullshit transcribing. That was the worst outcome. I said it before the series started. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. SV3. It's going to happen. And you know what? When it happens, the penalty box is canceled. Kaden, I'm sorry, but the penalty box is canceled. I legitimately thought about canceling this entire show after we lose game seven. This is how depressed I'm going to be. And it's more depressive that they even got up three to one. And it's more depressive that how game five unfolded. I wrote, nobody, nobody see this, but I want this on record. All right. I want this on record. So this means we're doing MMC on Monday, right? Yeah. FMC is canceled. After Sunday. Okay, everybody? We're canceling FMC. Look at this, SP3. I wrote an entire column, an entire article about how they lost. Look how long this shit. This is, I wrote all of this after game five. I, I want this on record that I wrote this before <laughs> game six. I sent this to my friend. I screenshotted it when I wrote it. I will post this whole thing. I will post it on Sunday after they lose, but I want it on record that this was written two games before they lost because I want everyone to know how just obvious all this is, how obvious, how just predictable this shit is. It's so predictable. The, the outcome that'll always happen is what is the outcome that'll make me most miserable? Always go with that. All right. If you want my advice, if you want sports betting advice, I'll tell you. I will tell you, well, this is going to make me the most miserable. So this is what's going to happen. Fuck hockey. And that that has been the penalty box with Jeremy Lambert. <laughs> oh, man, Jeremy. I, 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 I think I enjoy watching hockey through your eyes more than anything. No, no life. one should. Yeah. That's what all... We're watching we're watching Calgary Edmonton last night, uh, me and the fiance, and she goes, I like watching hockey with you. And I'm like, do not lie to me. Do do not tell me you you're, you sit here and you actually enjoy watching these games. Like maybe when my team's not playing, it's a little bit because like I'm enjoying those games too. I know she is just bullshitting me when she tells me she is enjoying sitting there watching. My hands are all clammy. My heart's beating. I'm like, I'm like clutching my shirt. I don't want to speak to her. I love her to death. She's the love of my life. I don't want to talk to her. I like, if she tries to like talk to me, I'm just like, baby, just stop, please. Like just, she, she knows, she knows me well enough to like understand where my head is at with this stuff. And you know, she, she does a very good job of like trying to, of like, calming me down and like reassuring me and everything she's great she bless her bless her for putting up with this version of me because it's the worst version of me but she outright liar saying that she enjoys watching hockey with me just com a complete lie she's like well regular season i was like yeah regular season i don't care 
care that much about regular season. We lose a game, who cares? If we win, great. Playoffs, no one enjoys watching hockey with me during the playoffs. I don't enjoy watching hockey with me. I do. During, no. Because you don't actually have to watch it with me, SP3. You just have to do this show <laughs> with me. You don't actually have to watch the games with me. I remember last year during the playoffs, we did a live stream. We did a watch along. It was myself, Wilkins, and uh, Joel Pearl. Um, game four. The Avs are up in the series 3 nothing. First round. They're up 3 nothing in the series. Game four. If you lose, it's like, eh, whatever. Clearly the better team. St. Louis, uh, oddly enough. Clearly the better team. And the Blues score first, like, five minutes into the game. It's like... We're down one, five minutes in. We're still up in the series, three nothing. It's five minutes into the game. There's a lot of hockey left to be played. I went off on them. I was so angry at them because they wanted to like talk like others. Like they're trying to like talk about wrestling and everything. And I'm just like, can you guys shut the fuck up? Like just shut up right now. Like I just snapped at them. And then I had to explain like, I don't like watching sports with other people, especially if my team's playing, especially if we're in the playoffs and I'm just, things are not going well. I, I, I know we've talked about this, like watching the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50 when the Panthers were in it, like I was at a party and I was just super agitated with everybody. Like, don't watch sports with me, everyone. Don't watch my team with me. I'll watch any other team with you. That's fine. Cool. You don't want to watch my team with me. I don't want to watch my team with you. I don't want to watch my team with myself. It's all stupid. I get very stupid during this. I know it. I know it beforehand. I know it after the fact. In that moment, I don't know it. I don't know what's going on. I'm just angry and mad at the world. It's dumb, SB3. It's so dumb. And when this show is canceled next week because we lose game game seven, Dude, we're going to have to... So, this is not a bit. We are moving the show probably on Mondays. Uh, probably on Mondays, I, I think, because that, that worked well a couple weeks ago. We're going to do this show Monday morning. I'm going to be running on like three hours of sleep because I'm going to be up till 3 a.m. transcribing AEW stuff. I'm going to be so angry at how Game 7 plays out and this loss. And I might... I I I I don't know what's gonna happen, SP3. I really don't know. I might ban everybody in the chat. I might go crazy and just like quit all my jobs. I might tell. I might call Sean Ross Sapp live on the air and like I joke around and say like fuck Sean Ross Sapp. I, it might not be a joke this time. I might just <laughs> tell Sean Ross Sapp like you know what Sean I can't do this anymore. Okay, I cannot do this anymore. I'm up at six a.m do an FMC. I've gotten no sleep. I'm tired of listening to Tony Khan talk. I'm tired of all of this, Sean. Like I, I quit. I'm going to quit live on air on Monday. I feel it. I could just feel it. This is, this is a draw. This is a draw. Ladies and gentlemen, you, you know what you're going to get on the, the first MMC had me celebrating choke P3 and, and the, the awesome opening cold open of me laughing at finding out the score of the Suns versus Mavericks game seven. And now MMC two, you might get Jeremy to quit Fightful live on air. It, it, 
I feel like it's gonna happen. I really I, do. I'm, I'm, I'm you know what? For it. I, I'm gonna send my good vibes, my good vibes to you, and the and the Avs. I'm I'm rooting for the Avs now. Oh, I hear I hear, I hear I hear Sidney Crosby is is out, so I I didn't have a team to root for. My namesake, um, you know, I never I never uh, root for New York teams unless it's the Yankees. So I'm rooting for the Avs. That's what I'm gonna do. Down. Well, I'm sorry to to say that it's not it's not gonna go well. It's just it's not sending I'm all the good vibes. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna be busy on Monday. Vibes. I'm gonna we're gonna do MMC. I got the double or nothing review on True Hill Heat. Got believe in pro wrestling. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be tired myself after after I go to sleep at like six a.m. from watching AEW. I'm gonna be so unemployed on Monday. I'm gonna be searching for a job. I'm gonna have to email Ollie at, at Wrestle Talk. Yeah, I got you. Them. I got okay. you. Thank they've been you. they they they've been they've been they've been giving me extra stuff to do, so I might have to stop doing the news writing. So so there you go. I don't I don't want to yeah. take opportunities from you. But hey, it's I'm fine. Gonna... It's it's fine. I I ra- I rather write scripts for videos and stuff like that. But I'm gonna that, I'm gonna have to email just everybody. I'm gonna have to email Dave and Mike and who whoever's at the, Wade. I have to just email all these people. Hey, they they all they all take stories from you anyway, so why not? And just yeah, hire you straight up. So <laughs> Sasha, I Sasha, I'm sorry that you know Alabama lost and it's it's hard, man. It's hard that sports are trust this, me, like, Sasha. I'm a Lakers fan. I've been I've been out of it since like March. So 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 trust me. I understand how you're feeling, and that's why FMC, you MMC, you not only get the sports talk, but we talk about funner things like reality television. I, yes. I told I told. Let, let's talk about. Oh, sorry. I I, I do want to get into the circle, but let's quickly because I told the fiance I'd be done at ten. It's ten oh two. Um, the challenge. You watched the the most recent challenge, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so I got to pull up our our draft here, but it did not end well once again. I believe for me because I had Darrell, my man Darrell, just he got old. <laughs> he got old right in front of our eyes. He got, he got very old. old. He got old, dude. Dude couldn't feel his legs, yo. That was crazy. He got, he got old. He got scared. Of, he got his his fear of heights got worse on this episode. He got himself disqualified. Went directly into the elimination. Uh, Beth, who just came as a replacement, she immediately gets disqualified on our first challenge. Uh, they both go into the elimination. Of course, they vote Kendall in because she's Kendall and everybody hates Kendall, apparently. This is the theme of All-Stars. Uh, and then they voted in Jordan because finally they're thinking with their big braid, you don't want to see Jordan in a final. Like, listen to Wes. Wes is the voice of reason on this show. Everybody's like, oh, let's get rid of Wes because I don't like the way he plays. No, he plays smart. That's why you don't like the way he plays. He's smart. He's telling everybody, like, you don't want to you, – you, you are lined up next to Jordan in the final. You're going to regret not taking a shot at him. And luckily, Mark 
Brad listened to him. I like them uh, telling the whole story of Brad and Wes being friends and being a part of uh, Brad's wedding to explain like why he won't say Wes's name and stuff. So that was good. But yes, uh, they smartly put Jordan in. And, but Jordan, my man Jordan was clapping them Naya cheeks. Yes, I was like, I, I had to like rewind it for a second. I was like, wait a second, was that who I think it was? Oh, oh, okay, okay. But they always see how far they have come. They crazy. always had sexual tension, though. If yeah. you remember their, their yeah. season, rural uh, Portland, the yeah. whole reason why they had beef with each other is because they had this sexual tension and Jordan wasn't willing to go there with her. So that's why she got really aggressive toward him and stuff. But they always had sexual tension. And I'm, yeah, I'm really glad for them because they, they, yeah, they came the farthest of any two people that I've seen from their rural season to, you know, the challenge when, Naya got banned on Battle of the Exes 2 to now. It's amazing to watch and it's great television. So I'm glad actually Jordan was in this one. And he was obnoxious during that that elimination with Darrell. He he very much was. I, you know, he showed respect afterwards to, yeah. to Darrell, uh, everything. Uh, he did show respect to Darrell and it, it sucked that... It's like that Darrell went out that way, man. Like he just got old. He really did. Uh, and then Beth is in there. Beth beating Kendall. Like, I don't know what we're doing with Beth and our draft. Do we just have her as a wild card? And like, if Beth wins, look, if Beth wins this, we all deserve to have to do these PowerPoint presentations. That's where <laughs> I'm kind of at with this. If Beth, if they let Beth win this thing, we all should get punished for it. Wait, wait. So so Cher had uh Jemmy, right? Yeah. I think she should have Beth because Beth is the replacement for Jemmy. Okay. All right. We'll we'll give we'll give Cher uh Beth. I still think if, if Beth wins, we should all do a PowerPoint, honestly. I mean I kind of feel the same thing. If Jimmy won, we should all do a PowerPoint because if they let Jimmy win, what are we doing here? Same same if they let Beth win, what are we doing here? I don't I don't get it. Uh so another good episode. I Darrell, that was my fourth pick, my first pick in the second round. Eliminated by my first pick. Not good. Not good for me. I'm I'm hoping, feeling confident in Jordan. Feeling confident in Jordan. So I, I like that one. Kayla, Kayla burying Beth of, I was like two during her real world season. I don't know who she is. Like, whatever. She's just going to come in here. Whoever this lady is, this old grandma. Good on Kayla. Kayla's such a jerk. She's such a jerk. Like I, I love to say, oh, people, you don't like uh, the two, the two-headed monster. And he was like, she was like, oh, look at me saying that with me and Sylvia. And I was, I was like, oh, you're such a jerk. But she keeps making the authority. Her and Brad, they, they yeah. pulled off the hat trick. Three. No, Kayla's good, man. I feel good about that pick too. Feeling good about it. We, we shall see. Uh, real quickly on the circle, because it was in the title, and then I changed the title. So you got you got me watching season four. I've watched the previous three seasons, but the, the fiance has not watched any of this show. I sold her on the Spice Girls stuff. And then she's like, I'm not even like this big Spice Girls fan. I'm like, yeah, it's 90s. You, you'll love it. Just just watch it. Uh, so I got her watching it. She's hooked. She's hooked on it. She's hooked on it. She loves the concept. She thinks it's great. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end up, I'm pretty sure, watching the the pre the past three seasons, even though they spoiled the second season. For they do. You. 
they do it was very upsetting very upsetting when they spoil the second season uh it is it's been very good so far the spice girls twist was was great um the, uh, that was them being in there and then playing off each other that was very fun but dude I, they were the mvps of were. this whole entire season like wifey wifey watching it was just like i'm upset i want the spice girls to be back like when they yes when they, <laughs> yeah i was mad because like they tricked them they they tricked them and then i'm like they should stay why are they leaving like <laughs> rachel gotta go she got they think she's a spice girl she's gotta go <laughs> That's why I wish it was. I wish that was that was the twist. Whoever they think is the Spice Girls, they get eliminated. That's what I thought it was going to be, and then you know it, it wasn't. But that's definitely what I thought it was going to be. Uh, but yeah, Circle Season Four. We are at the point where they just announced that the circle is closed, so no more new players. Okay. Uh, that's that's where we're at, and it doesn't feel like there's been a lot of eliminations this season. Like there was the Spice Girl reveal, and there was only like two other eliminations before that so it's been like not very heavy on the eliminations and because Carissa was gone and then paul which man that person uh, i forgot her real name but could not play the worst i saw yeah. i saw actually put up on a twitter this person playing an old person doesn't know what memoirs were yeah <laughs> like, yeah immediately like we were just like oh boy that one's that one's not good right there but very bad like, catfish she did not think this one through no, at all but no. she made a love connection she, she made a love with, with grand with mama carol mama with carol, mama carol. <laughs> he's playing like he's playing a good catfish game he's playing a good catfish game he's doing well um sasha asked have you have y'all watched the ultimatum sasha i've been trying to get sp3 on this one sp3 you see the love for this show every single week Someone, someone is in here asking, "Have you guys watched the ultimatum?" I've told SV3 to watch this show. I've, I've explained to him one of the greatest scenes in reality television history. At some point, SV3 will to. watch the ultimatum. Next week, I can't wait until somebody new pops in. It's like, you guys watch the ultimatum? It's a great show, <laughs> SV3. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch. I, ha- it. I have to because we ran out of all of our circle seasons. We did all four seasons on netflix we did all four of the uk seasons which the uk seasons man that i know you've seen the uk ones i finally saw the third season man i have never laughed so much at a winner of the circle like season three of the uk version because i started hating manrika Man, Rico was just playing such a snaky game. Ever since she got rid of Tally, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't like her anymore. I was liking her at the beginning, but when she got rid of ta- her girl Tally for the Felix guy who was a catfish, I was like, nah, you curve you. You should not win. And the fact that her putting the catfish number one was the reason why she lost. I, I yo, I legit was crying of laughter. That is the greatest reveal ever. <laughs> I, I got to go back and watch the UK seasons again. Now that like fiance is hooked on the show, I think we can watch different versions of it. But I remember the UK seasons being so good. Do you want to say hi? Uh, the the circle. We're going to watch the she's over here. She's not on screen, but you want to, you want to say hi? Do you want to yell hi? Hi. I don't know if <laughs> Hello. I agree. SB3 I, says hi. I agree. Spice girls are the best part of season four. I he agree. says Spice Girls are the best part of season four of the circle. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to watch the first three seasons, even though they spoiled the second season. Yeah. 
What, what's up? Oh, okay. It's been uh, the the chat is saying hi. Look at that. She Look says hi, that. chat. It's been a long week. She's exhausted. She's exhausted. It's fair. Uh, I understand. Throwback says, let's go Celtics. I just started watching the circle. I've been hooked. Love you guys. Keep it killing it. Thanks, buddy. Uh, and congrats on the, the show. I know you sent me the link last night. I've been off of social media and I apologize for that uh, throwback, but uh, I, hope, I hope everything went well yesterday. I'd completely forgotten about it as well. And then yeah, it's been, it's been a stupid week. It's been a stupid week here. Uh, and he says, are you guys Star Wars fans? What do you think about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? I like, I'll watch some Star Wars stuff. I'm probably never going to get around to watching this Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I I've watched both seasons of The Mandalorian. I didn't watch uh the Bobo Fett series. I, I watched the first two seasons of Mandalorian to do my friend's channel, Jimmy Macaram YouTube channel, where we do TV reactions to series. Uh we're we're about to finish Ozark and then we're gonna move on to, really to Obi-Wan. Yeah, Ozark is amazing. Amazing yeah. stuff. So check that out. I heard I heard that's uh really good um again another show that like i'd like to watch but i just know i'm never gonna get around to it it's just there's not enough time and there's just too much to watch all right yeah yeah such as we've been draining emotionally so social media rest is good stuff yeah i've i've kind of just after yesterday i'm probably just gonna be off social media at least through the weekend i just i just can't do it smart right now but if if anybody does need me you can dm me and i will try to reply what's up oh okay no, everybody heard you. I think. Yeah. Yeah, we unless heard you. Say, yeah, unless you want to say bye to everybody, because I'm finally about to wrap up the show, and I'm sorry for going over time. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. The show will be uh, officially canceled after Sunday. Uh, FMC will be canceled after Sunday, uh, but we'll be back probably on Monday assuming I'm not completely tired and I just messaged SV3 and like, I just can't do the show today. What do you want? You want to do it tomorrow and then we'll get on Monday track. But uh, if, if we do the show on Monday, did you hear I'm going to quit on Monday? Yeah. We could do, do we could do TMC as well. Okay. Quit what? Just my, I'm going to quit my entire job. Yeah. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, we do need to win the lottery. Yeah, I'm going to call Sean on the air on Monday and just be like, I quit. I can't do this anymore. As we're going to lose game seven, I'm going to be up till 3 a.m. transcribing Tony Khan. And then I'm going to get up on Monday and I'm just, I, we're going to do MMC and I'm just going to call Sean and be like, I can't do this anymore, Sean. I quit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get like three hours of sleep. That's another reason why I'm just going to end up quitting. I just want to make sure I have like your support when I do this. Okay. She's going to quit her job as well. Things are going fantastic. I see stat Kings in the chat. He says, this is a great hook for Memorial day. Oh, yeah. oh, Memorial day. MFC. We're going to memorialize my, my job. Memorialize my life at Fightful. Have a show in memorial of Jeremy's career. Great yeah, stuff. Exactly. Exactly. All right, SP3. You want to plug anything? Uh, Twitter at True Hill SP3 and the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Uh, twelve oh five p.m. Eastern time. Myself, Romeo, and the Late Night Grin's own Joseph Holbert. We we're going to be previewing AEW Double or Nothing twenty twenty two. 
for this Sunday preview and predictions. And as always, I always win predictions. I'm in <laughs> second place on True Hill Heat. Second place, going to be first place after this Sunday. Well, good luck. I wish you the best of luck with all of that. Uh, guys, appreciate all the support here at Fightful Overbooked and, and everything we're doing. Again, everything. I don't know what's going to happen to this channel after next week and I quit. I don't know what's going to happen to Fightful. I assume... I assume they're just going to take like a week off to, to mourn the loss of me uh, and the wrestling world is going to shut down is what, what I figure is going to happen after I, I leave the business for good. It's going to be no more transcribing in oh, the dude, wrestling I, media. Oh, I told, God. I told, I told Will Washington this is like when I actually like do leave and quit, I'm going to 100%. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to like burn all of my goodwill and just post a bunch of fake quotes and just see like who runs them and everything like when i actually leave wrestling i that that's what i'm gonna do just be one of those like fake quote troll accounts and because i've built up such a reputation like there's gonna be plenty of websites and people who actually believe them and i'm gonna burn all of that to the ground when i'm actually out the game so that's coming on monday everybody i'm burning wrestling to the ground what why why not i feel like this is a good plan (laughs) I know I have very good plans. That's what's gonna happen. That's the that that's that's how I uh, leave my mark on the world of wrestling. Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks guys. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.